Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 32, featuring a review of the Australian survival thriller Outback. It is June 15th at the time of recording. I am one half of your hosting duo, JP, podcasting out of southwestern Pennsylvania. And joining me tonight, as always, is the wonderful Carly. Where are you podcasting from, buddy? <laughs> South of Western Pennsylvania. The same t- place, huh? That, geez. Yes. Huh. Yes. Go figure. About, about eight minutes away from my buddy. Is it really eight minutes away? Yeah, I counted once. Depending on how fast you go. So it's like, eight like to five ten. for me. No, like eight to ten. Ten if, you're going fa- ten if you're not going fast. Okay, so dude, what is going on? We are back again to record a new episode. We are, and we are not on the couch together this time. No, it was fun while it lasted. Yes, but, uh, yeah, I mean, not much. Um, I had a pretty decent weekend. Um, you and I, which I'm sure we'll talk about, went to the drive-in for the first time this year, which was super nice to get out and do that. I loved Our it. Our drive-in, to be I exact. loved it. It was such a great experience. Like, I was in such a good mood from that, uh... I've missed watching movies on the big screen so much. And honestly, like drive-ins to me, the screen, I usually, it's like not as, like as much as I love drive-ins, it's not as good as in a theater. But even with that said, I thought the screen was big and bright. I could, the picture was really clear. Like I was really, and we didn't even have the best spot, but it was, it was like hella good for me. I just love the experience. Like I was so jonesing for it um yeah i like the drive-in that was only my fourth time sadly being to the drive-in that's literally three minutes away from us in our own town Um, well to be fair it wasn't your town back then yeah but still it was like right next i mean it was still pretty close um not my parent my mom and you know parents whatever they never really took me when i was a kid because you know she was always afraid to drive at nights and she would fall asleep so she'd be like oh we're gonna go to the drive and then she'd be like you know what never mind so i never really got to go until i was a senior in high school and uh even now i slack on going we both kind of do uh we of course go to our all night thing every year at that other drive-in but you and i really don't see many a move so um yeah i think the last one we went to was back in probably 2015 or 16 what 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 was it 2016 um it was the shallows and conjuring 2 yes which was cool i mean the shallows was good uh we struggled kind of with the conjuring 2 it just looked really dark on the screen but uh yeah i prefer to see older films i feel at the drive-in than newer ones is kind of yeah i I definitely enjoy newer film films in the theater more because it's it's more submersive and and or immersive i don't know it's like you get into the movie more uh Mm -hmm. i guess it's immersive but the thing about like the retro films is like you're seeing them on the big screen is just like fascinating anyway you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so and and a big thing that i always have with that particular drive-in one, it's cash only, which annoys me. Um, and two, you know, we have the AMC um, A-list thing, so it's kind of pointless for us to 
you know, spend $10 to see a movie at the drive-in when we are paying $20 to use that AMC thing uh, three times a week, you know? So it's like, you know, you're really kind of doubling up your money. So really the most times I go to the drive-in is when it's, uh, I guess, kind of like something that's retro or something that either missed the theater or um the big thing for me is if they do a double feature of like something that I haven't seen so typically like with the drive-in like let's say a new movie comes out like The Hunt okay so we usually see it like opening night in the theater on like Thursday and then it's playing it Friday at the drive-in and then by the time a new movie comes out that might play with it that'll be first and then the hunt will be second which we've already seen so it's like you know the invisible man or something so it'd be like the invisible man and then the hunt and it's like okay well even if we want to go see the invisible man it's very rare like you almost have to wait a few weeks while new movies come out to get like two pairs that you like yeah that's the thing and you and i always like to go pretty much the night of when a new film comes out so it's it's almost like going to a second run theater in that aspect but I just like the atmosphere of the drive-in. I enjoy, especially if it's nice out. That's another thing, you know, if it's raining or something, you don't really want to go to a drive-in. Well, it was it's so really... nice the other night when we went. I was, like, really happy with it. Yeah, but... Yeah, so that was fun. Um, and besides that, uh, on Saturday, I actually went... My mom and I hopped in the car and went to West Virginia to eat at a restaurant called... Cheddar's and West Virginia is exactly one owl hair away from where we live, so um, we just took that adventure. We ate. She had to work later in the day, so we didn't do anything else out there, but that was fun. I got a stack, and um, it was a good stack. And then I came home and um, went to a fire at my friend's house, and that was about it for the excitement of my weekend. Uh, yesterday I recorded MVM with Austin, so uh, that'll be out soon. And but... what episode is that? That is Taxi Driver versus Joker, which is, I think that's our episode 16, if I'm not mistaken. I get all my episodes mixed up for my pods, but yeah, so look out for that. Yeah, uh, so that is one of those titles that I've never seen, which we will talk about that a little bit later. Uh, so yeah, besides that, I mean, I've been kind of chilling, not doing too much. I will say that I've hopped on... I've been, I started a few TV things. Uh, I started F is for Family season four. Uh, of course, that's the Beer, Bill Burr animated special from uh, Netflix. I can't believe it's four years since that started. And uh, I've watched the other three seasons like the, the week they come out. And I've been taking it slow with this one. I've only watched the first two episodes, but I just, I just really like that animated show. It's, it's so fun and it's like really funny. And it reminds me of like, like the grumpy old, like father, you know what I mean? From like the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. I like that show too. I actually kind of just forgot about it though. I think I only watched the first two seasons and didn't realize they had made it to a season four. So that's pretty cool that it kept running. I'm going to have to watch it. Um, I've been kind of not watching TV at all, but I do like my animated, you know, adult comedy shows as much as the next guy. So I shall have to check it out. Yeah. Um, what else? So I started watching um, The Last Dance, which is the documentary on the um, sixth championship 
uh, run for Michael Jordan in the late 90s uh, with the Chicago Bulls. Uh, not a huge fan of basketball, but I do remember the MJ area era being like super important and popular because I was alive for for the later half of it, and I remember like I remember in school like even like everybody like it's like so weird. I don't ever hear people talk about basketball now, but like back then like like Michael Jordan was like a, a you know he was like a Muhammad Ali or a Babe Ruth, you know just just a person who transcended his sport and became like a pop culture icon and and just uh such a well-known figure in sports like everybody knows michael jordan mm-hmm. like you know the name michael jordan yes yes like no, i knew the name but i don't know anything about the sport. he's probably the greatest basketball player ever to do it possibly one of the greatest sports athletes to ever do it at his own game you know what i mean uh such a huge important figure in sports modern sports eras and and uh the documentary was pretty cool that i started watching um it's a 10 part uh hour it's 10 parts each episode is an hour long and i watched the first one cool uh so but besides that you know i watched a couple movies um you know like i said went to the drive-in with you um been kind of just you know uh working on some Oh, what? I totally forgot. I recorded my summer series episode with Duncan. Oh, yeah, that's kind of a big deal. Uh, for the podcast <laughs> Under the Stairs. We recorded our 2003 episode on Friday, and it was uh, around f- five hours of recording. Uh, me, Jerry, Gary Hill, and Duncan uh, got together, and we discussed 10 films from uh night or sorry 2003 1999 was the last year uh that we did last summer but uh yeah so the films that we discussed were cabin fever wrong turn a tale of two sisters jew on the grudge old boy house of a thousand corpses texas chainsaw 03 Malefic. Um, I can't remember the last two. <laughs> Identity. Identity was one, and re- did I say wrong turn? You did, yeah. Okay, I said wrong turn. Um, Malefic, Tale of Two Sisters. Oh, High Tension was the last one. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. Um, it was, and we also mentioned Willard and One Missed Call. Nice. Um, a lot of those movies I actually have not seen. Well, not a lot. I mean, Cabin Fever, Wrong Turn, those are good ones. Um, High Tension's great. Well, I guess a lot, yeah. Oh, well, PCM, House of a Thousand. Those are all pretty good moves. Pretty good moves. Yeah, no, I I liked all of them. I liked Mm -hmm. all of them. So you had a fun time recording that. Oh, yeah, it was a blast. It was a blast. There was a heated debate, a heated debate um, with uh, the guys and myself. It was uh, pretty interesting. Uh, I was kind of on an island of my own on a certain thing. So, yeah, it was a little intimidating, but, you know, I I felt like I held my own and, and displayed my points quite well. Yeah, I look forward to listening to everyone's individual episodes and seeing just all the movies that get mentioned and what comes out on top. And you're supposed to record yours next week, right? 
actually this coming weekend here, the, what is that, the 20th, I believe, Saturday, um, unfortunately my episode I have to record at 9am because the guys on this particular episode, every one of us has a different time zone that's completely opposite of each other, so it's like me and, uh, the one dude have to record in the morning and then for, like, Duncan and the other guys, like, pretty much the next day, literally the and on a different day, so it's kind of a little wonky, but I'm doing that uh, this weekend, and then my other episode is supposed to go down on the 27th, so is that the next weekend? Yes, I believe. Hmm. And I think I get to record that at 4 p.m., so that's not as bad. I actually didn't, we didn't line up our 2008 one yet, so. Oh, really? Yeah. But we were, you know, again, we were the first episode to record uh, I just feel like me and Jerry alike are big trendsetters and big, uh, you know, we, we do, we, uh, we're, we, uh, lead the pack, if you will, in the recording of the summer series shows and, and the picking of the films and just the whole summer series. We're just basically the best is what I'm trying to say. I am a follower. Yeah. It was a crazy week this week, man. This was, uh, one of those, um, weeks where like all that stuff came out with Sinistate and Fangoria and Blumhouse. I know you kind of avoided most of it. Um, or not, sorry, not Blumhouse, but the people who used to work for Blumhouse, like Rob G. Um, basically, uh, Rob G is a fellow podcaster. He actually made the documentary, the psycho legacy, which is, um, one of the cooler documentaries, um, on films. Uh, it was done like before, like Never Sleep Again, and his name is Jason. Like all those, it was kind of like one of the first ones to do that thing. Mm. Um, but apparently, he got kind of called out for harassing women from uh, a handful of women um, and people in the industry, uh, and that was shocking for one. Um, I also thought it was a little frustrating because, although he was called out for harassing women. Nobody actually said what that meant. Like, did that mean that he, like, messages them too much? Or did that mean <laughs> that he, like, smacks them on the butt and tells them to make a mistake or something, you know? Yeah. Um, I didn't know what the level of harassment was. Um, I mean, all harassment's bad, but, you know, it's also in the eye of the beholder, too. Like, is it? did they let him know that they felt harassed? You know, there's so much to it, and I just was like, you know... Um, I didn't know where to side and I kind of just wanted to see where like at first I was like really mad about it um, because he was, you know, one of the people that like spoke up against the issue with the Sinistate and like, you know, that harassment that was going on there. Uh, so, if you know, he actually was a harasser himself. It would have been very hypocritical, which would make me like mad. Um, but then I started feeling like it was almost like a witch hunt thing where I'm like, okay, there's a lot of people saying like, you know, F Rob G, but like nobody's saying what he did. So that was really bothering me. Um, but it, it seems to be cause he came out with his own statement. It seems to be that he, uh, has some level of guilt, um, mm -hmm. in the matter. Uh, but I to what extent I'm not sure. But anyway, the pod, popular podcast that he was on, Shockwaves, he was removed from that podcast, and the podcast is on hiatus. So I'm curious to see what is going to happen with that podcast, because um, it's probably one of the more popular podcasts in the horror sphere. 
So that is something that I'm very curious to see what happens with that. I've listened to them since like 20, like 13 or 14 or something, you know, um, because they were uh, another podcast called killer POV. Um, and then they started doing the shockwaves brand, um, a couple of years ago, I think like 2016 or so. Um, and yeah, I actually started going back and listening to the old episodes because I never really got fully on board with shockwaves. I just picked episodes here and there to listen to. Uh, but I listened to the entire run of killer POV and, uh, going back, I'm like, yeah, this is a really good podcast. Uh, I'm on like the twenties and they interview, um, the guy who made phantasm five. Oh, okay. And it was like right before it came out or like right when it was coming out. So it was very interesting. It almost made me respect Phantasm five a little bit more based on like how they made it. They pretty much made it like they did the first Phantasm where they like basically shot it over weekends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it just got bigger and bigger. It was going to just be like a couple of web clips or something. And it just became a full movie. On Coscarella, he didn't direct that. Right. He, like, he was there, he... like, most of the steps of the way, but... Yeah, I always forget that, because I always want to say, oh, that's another, you know, one of those rare franchises where Don- the director did all the moves, and then I remember that he was just kind of there for that yeah. one. So. And then the, the, like, two episodes later, they have Osgood Perkins on there. Oh, that's cool. Um, And they had him on there right before he... uh right before February was supposed to come out that first time. So it was right. His Netflix movie. I'm the pretty little thing that lives in the house was about to drop. And the February film was about to drop in the U S but then of course, remember they pulled it from 2016 and I think it came out like the next year, like two years later. So it was like a while later, but, um, and it was so interesting to hear him talk about his dad and stuff. Uh, yeah, he was talking about how um, his dad um, was like, you know, didn't re- like he like it was interesting to hear him talk about the first time he watched Psycho. Was he able to see it like, you know, for the masterpiece it is or did he just see it like, oh, that's dad or whatever. You <laughs> know what I mean, it is interesting concept, right? But yeah, hearing him talk about that and then hearing him talk about the types of movies that he was into and stuff and like the types of movies that he wanted to write um, was really interesting. He talked about how he was an actor at first and he just like just really didn't like it. Really. He just felt like he sucked at it and stuff and and was barely able to get by with it. <laughs> well, he, he played in like two movies doing playing the same type, type of character where he was just kind of an awkward loser in the background. Yeah, well, he played in um, Legally Blonde, right? Yeah, and that he was a, like this loser, and he plays kind of this character, side character. He's always a side character. I mean, I don't know. I've only wasn't seen he in not another teen movie. Yeah, and he's got a very small, pretty much cameo moments where he's just like he's the dude that she goes up to and is like, "Hey, my name is Catherine," and he's like, "I know, we just had sex 15 minutes ago," and then oh. <laughs> that's literally that's his only part in that whole movie, and then Legally Blonde. He's just kind of this uh, dorky guy in the group. And then he was also in Psycho 2 as young Norman in that. Right. Yeah. He mentioned that. Um, He also said that um, it was like amazing working with Netflix. Like they didn't give him like barely any notes. They Mm -hmm. basically just gave him free reign to do what he wanted. 
and he said it and a lot of money so it was pretty yeah, cool. I, could see, I, could see I, I, I forget I am the pretty thing that lives in the house like I don't really remember it that much but I remember thinking it was good I never watched it and I've heard from most people it's pretty good but it's one I the kind of because when did that come out like 2015 14 that range or uh yeah it was like 2015 it came out before yeah it came out before i really got into watching a lot of newer movies so i kind of mm-hmm. went under the radar with that but yeah he's pretty good i mean he's talented with uh directing for sure yeah all right so uh with that said um check out that check out those early episodes of shockwaves you know i've been working my way through it and really really enjoying it i forgot how much i like those those episodes and those guys um they do a really good job you know for being like mainstream and in the industry they do a great job um they have access to people that you know we just don't yeah so uh with that said uh before we get into the stuff that we watched we have a new thing that we're gonna do we sure do so it was inspired by dave aka mr parka's um series his weekly review series on youtube called uh i think it's just i don't think it has a name i don't think it has a name i don't think so either it's just like but he does a little segment what's that i think he just calls it like week number 554 or something yeah um but he does a little segment on there called um blind spot and blind spot is a thing that he started that every like year he does like a new little segment for you know 52 weeks or whatever and i think he did like hammer time the last year so that was like where he reviewed hammer films uh so um what we're gonna do instead of doing it for a full year because we don't want to burn ourselves out we uh took the concept of his blind spot Um, but we are going to adjust it a little bit. So what he did was he just picked 25 movies and then Jeremy picked 25 movies, uh, that they hadn't seen that were pretty popular, um, that they consider blind spots for themselves. Uh, what we're going to do is something very similar, but we're only going to do it for, uh, six months. And instead of us picking our own, we picked each other's. So we picked each other's blind spots and we actually went heavily away from the horror genre. You know, this is primarily a horror podcast, but uh, we do cover some non-horror stuff and this will just be a one segment uh, during the show. Um, And, you know, you could, you could skip ahead of it if you don't want to hear it or whatever, but uh, it'll be pretty, it'll be pretty brief and we'll do it at the end of it. We'll do it right before the featured review. So it'll be after what we watched right before the featured review. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so the, and the movies that we picked are like the ones I picked for G- JP are ones that I have seen before and vice versa. So that we can, right. we know what they are. It's not like we're just blindly picking movies right. that we don't know it, know about. So we're not going to watch them together. Um, because that's why we picked ones that, you know, I've seen that I picked for her because then I can at least talk about it. Um, and, and a lot of these are movies that I've seen multiple times and very familiar with. Uh, so basically the way that we're going to do it is, 
we're gonna do we're we're gonna do one a week and we'll alternate. So you go first and then I go second. You so this week, you know, next week or whatever, you'll do one, then the week after I'll do one, then back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Uh, until we do 13 of them and we're going to start in July. So the first episode in July, uh, which is a couple, I think two episodes from now, uh, we will start. So there won't, we won't be doing one on this episode or next episode, but we figured out we would announce it and, and kind of talk about the concept a little bit on this episode since we just came up with it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we had, we had a lot of fun. I almost wish we would have record, recorded the process. We had a lot of fun picking the films and sort of going through and, and talking about, you know, what we were going to pick and stuff like that. And so, uh, we have 14 films selected from me for her and she has 14 selected from her for me. And how we're going to do it is we will randomize the film. So it's basically, you know, every, like if let's say next the the first the debut episode you go first you'll mm-hmm. randomize the film and that's what you'll watch and review on the episode uh and then the uh next at the end of the episode we'll randomize my pick and then that's what i'll do the next week so uh that's that's how we'll go back and forth and we have 14 films we're going to do it for 13 weeks so we each get one skip somewhere along the line if it's something we don't really don't feel like watching Okay, so with that said, I have the list of films here. Um, so the first film that you picked for me was what? It was, hold on. It was actually Taxi Driver. Right, and why did you pick that? I picked it because, I mean, it's a absolute classic movie, and I'm surprised, it's one of those ones I'm surprised that you have not seen, because I feel like you've seen pretty much most of those, you know, De Niro, Pesci, uh, Pacino films, Italian actor films that came out like in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I feel like you've seen pretty much all of them. And Taxi Driver is one that is very good and I feel you need to see. And I just did it, like I said, on Movie vs. Movie with Austin. And that's kind of what got me thinking about it. So that is your first pick. Yeah, uh, it's one that's avoided me for quite a while. Um, my first pick for you was Reservoir Dogs, the Quentin Tarantino classic. We recently watched not, uh, or I keep saying not quite Hollywood, but it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I always which, do that too. <laughs> I, was that your only Tarantino film? Is that the only one you've ever seen from him? Yes. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm a huge Tarantino fan. I love all of his films. So I wanted you to sort of, um, see my favorite Tarantino film, which is Reservoir Dogs. Um, in it's, it's such a good movie. Um, it is like indie film. Uh, it like did the festival circuit and made like huge buzz and stuff like that. And the early nineties were like a turning point in film with, especially like the festival circuit film. So, uh, that's, that's one that you're going to enjoy. I just realized our part, our number twos are both like six words long for each other. Um, but my number two, I know. (laughs) My number two for you was The Hand That Rocks the Cradle from 1992. Um, I went with this one because uh, I had heard, I, I think I always ask you, oh, you ever see that movie? And you always have said no. And um, it's one of my favorite thrillers of the 90s. The 90s are known for their thrillers more so than their horror films, I would say. They had a lot of good thrillers that had to do with uh, family drama and something bad happening to a family. And The Hand That Rocks the Cradle 
is one that I've grown up watching multiple times, and uh, I think you'll dig it. So that is my number two. Uh, my number two for you was I, I wanted to go with like a comedy that's pretty fun. Came out in 1991. It's called Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, starring Christina Applegate. Daniel Harris is in there as well. Uh, it's basically about a group of uh, siblings who are being babysat all summer by this mean old lady. She ends up dying, and instead of calling their mom and the police and like letting them know, they decide, hey, we'll just kick it by ourselves and kind of like raise ourselves uh in this situation and have like a ba- basically a vacation we could do what we want and stuff like that um and then quickly they run out of money and they realize one of them has to get a job so christina applegate basically gets a job to support the the kids and the family it's kind of a comedy a little bit of like romance in there um uh, but it's, it's it's a very fun movie i think you'll like it all righty I, too, wanted to go with a fun comedy, and my number three is My Cousin No! No! What's wrong? What? I hate Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito is not in this move. I don't want to watch Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. You are thinking of a different move. No, This is Joe Pesci, which is actually funny you make that joke, because I used to think they were the same person for some reason. I don't know why. Like, I, I, re- I, guess. This, I might use my skip on this one. Dude, no, dude. Like, this is like the... Come on, man. I, I get three skips on yours. You don't way. get three I, skips. I literally you don't, don't want to watch skips. any of them. You don't get three skips. Why? Because that's ridiculous. Dude, how about... Like, I don't even think we should get a skip. I think we should just randomize, and then you're screwed, well, and you have to watch... there's only 13 weeks, but we picked 14 movies. That's why we get a skip. I know, but I'm saying like it should be. Wouldn't it be more exciting if it's like, oh, which which one which one is going to be the one that we're not going to have to watch by the end? Or like, I can use my skip to skip my cousin Vinny when it comes. Dude, up. you already said you wanted to skip a different one on this list, so I don't want to hear it. But <laughs> my cousin Vinny is classic material. I think it's hilarious. It's another '92 film. Oddly enough, we come to find there's several '92 movies on these lists. Um, so good year for non-horror, I guess. Uh, but it's a great comedy. Joe Pesci plays, you know, kid's cousin named Vinny, and he tries to get him out of trouble. So you have to watch it, buddy. It's it's funny. I love it. It puts me in a good mood. So. All right. So my number three is more of a drama film, and it's called Hardball from the year 2001. It's also a sports movie. Uh, it follows Keanu Reeves, who is a compulsive gambler, And he basically owes the bookie in town like a ton of money. So he coaches this baseball team for, I I think, to make money or to, or he does it for a favor for the bookie. I don't remember. It's basically to help him get out of the situation he's in. It's an inner city baseball team um, with all, you know, black kids from the hood who are, you know, basically have no you know they're they're the, they're kind of like the poor team and and they don't have much going for them but they all really want to play baseball and at first he's kind of like you know just doing it to do it but then he kind of finds like like love for these kids and and want wants to help them and stuff like that it's an amazing movie love it but i've always been a huge fan of it that's hardball all right uh my number 4 for you is honestly a movie that out of all these movies is very loose in my memory because I haven't seen it in years, but that is E.T. from 82. Um, you just picked and... that because it was showing on the big screen next to us because our drive-in has three screens and I was mentioned that I had never seen it. 
Yeah, but you've mentioned it before, too. That was kind of an indicator, though, that it was playing there. It kind of got stuck in my head that it's one of those classics you haven't seen. And I feel like other people kind of in the community are like, well, I can't believe JP hasn't seen E.T. So, um, you know, I just picked it. Um, it's not like one of my favorites or anything like that. I've seen it a few times when I was a kid, but I just feel it's one of those typical movies that everybody should see before they die. So. All right. Uh, my number four is Dazed and Confused from 1993. Uh, this is a film that is basically the 70s, um, and it just follows a group of kids and uh, you know teenagers and adults who are spending like the night hanging out um, in a town. It's 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 a great fun movie, funny moments, good stuff. Like you're gonna love it. I know you are. Um, I've wanted you to see it for a while. I can't believe you haven't seen it because it, if you like stuff like breakfast club and stuff like that and, and 16 candles and, and movies like that, those, um, who made those movies? John Hughes. John Hughes. Yeah. If yeah. you like those, I feel like you would like dazed and confused. I don't know. I just always thought it looked dumb, but we'll see. I shall watch it. Okay. But uh, after that, um, I picked The Boy in the Striped Pajamas for you. Uh, just a pretty uh, depressing film, obviously, about um, concentration. Is it a Holocaust Yes, film? it is. Okay. It's about, like, a boy whose um, dad is a Nazi, and they happen to live next to a concentration camp. And it's, like, through the woods, and the kid is, like, walking through the woods one day, and he comes upon the fence. To the camp and he befriends one of the jewish kids on the other side of the fence and then uh it is pretty sad so um i don't know i just gave it to you because it's a sad movie all right and my number five for you is an action film um oh. also starring keanu reeves oddly enough i didn't do that on purpose um and it basically follows uh th- this is actually a great movie I, I, it's it's i funny enough i watched this with shannon's dad back in 1995 on vhs when it hit vhs um at that house the house that you've been working in at that house that's weird that you have been in that house like in the past like as a kid yeah and now it's like we're like redoing it it's just a weird circle yeah. of yeah um but it follows keanu reeves who um basically uh stops a guy from blowing up an elevator played by dennis hopper and dennis hopper is like really pissed off he's like a terrorist kind of dude and he's like really pissed off so a couple years later a year later or something he uh basically uh attaches a bomb to a bus that after the bus goes over like 40 miles per hour if it goes under 40 miles per hour, it blows up and Sandra Bullock's on the bus and she takes over driving and basically they have to keep the bus going at like 40 or 50 miles per hour the entire time or else it's going to blow up and they're trying to figure out like what to do. All right. And now before you give me this one, I would just like to ask you if you will compromise here. I just noticed we both gave each other one Christmas film. And I would suggest that if it comes up in the randomizer, we save it for the fall or winter. No. Why? I don't want to. No, please, because I like. I want you to watch it now. No, it's too hot. I'll die. That's, that has nothing to do with watching the move. Yes, Listen, it does. Listen, dude, I'm just. 
Okay, well, I'm just saying, dude, like, I've been asking you to watch this one with me for years, and you always just don't, oh, and you always just don't, and, um, I just need this to not be your skip is all my compromise. No, no, I'm not going to skip. What I'm saying is, like, if it comes I, up, yeah, like, I know next what you're week, saying. can I save it for, like, because this, judging by my calculations, is if we start in July and we do it for 13 weeks, mm-hmm. um, we should be in, like, December, right? July, August, September. No, wait, that doesn't make sense. No, 13 weeks each. So it would be, yeah. So it would be like 20 some weeks. So we should be, it should be like, it should end at the end of the year, like December 31st. You know what I mean? Yes, we can do that. Okay. Um, So each, if our Christmas titles come up, we are saving them. So what is my Christmas title? Your Christmas title is Polar Express from 2004. It is one of my favorite. What? nothing what'd you say i just said it's polar trash no dude it's one of my favorite christmas movies and uh it means a lot to me so i want you to watch it okay and the film i gave you for number six is the never-ending story from 1984 no why buddy i don't want to watch it why it is sad You've never even seen it. I know the part. What part? The horse part. What horse part? You know what I mean, and I don't want to watch it. It's going to be my skip. <laughs> Are you being serious? Yeah, dude. I don't know, dude. You're I don't skip know. skip that movie. That movie. Well, I guess I can't because you lent it to me, but... No, you can skip it. You can skip I it. Will s- okay, we'll see. We'll just see when it comes up in the randomizer how I feel then. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe you'll start watching a movie like Hardball and you'll be like, man, this sucks. I'm going to skip it. What if I think that about every movie I start watching? Well, you only get one skip. I feel like I don't want to watch any of these. Uh, I feel like you... See, I feel like I give you a bunch of good movies and you just give me utter shit. Dude, I gave you all my favorites. (laughs) I swear. You have shit favorites. Dude, no, I don't. You have shit shit. (laughs) The Never Ending Story is a magical... And I try to... I tried to, like, give you different stuff. Like, this is a fantasy film. Okay, I did too. Like, what? What do you mean? I got comedies up in here. I got dramas. I got... Dramas. I got dramas. I got got thrillers. (laughs) I got... Dude, shut up. I got fantasy. E.T.'s fantasy. Okay, whatever. Alright. Okay, so I give you the never-ending story. Uh, It's been a while since I've seen it, but I used to love it growing up. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll see. Um, I gave you the wedding singer. No, I'm using my skip on this. No, you already used your skip. No, I'm using it on this. I changed my mind. You already used your I'm skip. I'm going to use two skips. No, you're not. I don't want to watch this. I should have gave you no, Little maybe Nikki. We should, maybe we should not have done this challenge. Wait, Why? you didn't even give me Little Nikki, huh? I know. I should have. You said you were going to do that to be a jerk, and you did not. Little Nikki is great. Dude, but listen, what, The Wedding Singer is honestly one it's of my favorite. It's called The Wedding Singer. I don't want to watch a movie about it's weddings. Set in the, it's not about, it's about Adam Sandler. He has a career as a wedding singer and it's set like in 1985 or 86. Or like, I hate weddings. It's, but dude, it's just about, it's funny, dude. Have you ever dude. been it's to about, a wedding? Do you know who's in it? Alexis Arquette is actually in it. I n- actually knew that. They, she plays a transvestite, right? Yeah, pretty much. Named George. But um, yeah. it's a great film, dude. Drew Barrymore's in it. I think they're great together, Adam Sandler and her. So, 
Yes, I've been to a wedding. You've been to a wedding with me. But it's a fu it's a good movie, dude, I swear. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> okay, good. All right, the next movie I gave for you, uh, another big hit in the early 90s on the independent circuit, the the films, the fest circuit, uh, and it's Kevin Smith's debut film, Clerks. Yes. It is a black and white film that oh. Kevin Smith shot with credit cards. Oh, God. Uh, funny story. He worked at a video store and he, uh, I think it was after film school. He went to film school. I think, he might, I think he might've dropped out of film school because he was like, why aren't we making films? And they're like, we're <laughs> learning about films. And he's like, I already know about films. I've watched them my whole life. So he drops out of film school, I think. And then, um, he's working at a video store and he uh, applied for like all kind of credit cards. And he's like, you know, since he worked at the video store, he's like the manager. They're like, Hey, does Kevin Smith, they, they were, he would give them that number. And the credit card company would call to like verify that he made as much money as he said he did. He's like, does Kevin Smith really make a hundred thousand dollars a year working at a video store? And he's like, yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> so they kept giving him credit cards and he basically went for it all because he just maxed out a bunch of credit cards to make that movie. That's crazy. What's that's that? Ballsy. That's ballsy. What's it? I can't hear you. That is ballsy. Uh, Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's tight. It's a throne of hell Mary for sure. But, um, it's a fun movie about two dudes who work at like, you know, a video store gas station. Is it a guy? I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. Um, and they basically talk a lot. It's a, a very talky movie. Yes. All right. That was my number seven. All right. Uh, my number eight is my sister's keeper. I'm using my skip on that. No, you're not. It is a depressing movie about cancer. Dude. I really enjoyed the book and the movie is sad. And dude, you like depressing stuff. So. I do, but that sounds like a girl movie. It is, dude. I'm a girl, man. These are like the only movies I got. Whatever. Right? Um, Number eight for me is Babe. Um, I gave you this one because I wanted to give you a children's film besides Never Ending Story. Um, and I couldn't really think of any, and I d honestly, I haven't seen this movie. I seen it one time, um, when I was, no, I seen it twice. I saw it once when I was a kid and then I watched it one time, like 10 years ago, but I barely remember it at all. I want to say that it might be sad, but I'm not sure. All right. So, I, it probably is, but check. It um, out. what I said, check it out. Obviously I will have to, unless I use my skip. Um, after that, I gave you the best movie on this list, the most important one, and that is The Room. No! Buddy, I'm using my skip on this. Tommy Wiseau's classic. I've seen this movie. You cheated. You've seen clips on YouTube. You need to watch the whole thing for the full effect, dude. No, I'm using my skip on this. No, you're not, dude! <laughs> I get, like to, you use, about I get to choose when I use my skip. Okay, but you just said that about the last five films I named. I'm gonna use it on all of them. No, you're not. I get That's one not the skip so per you film. You established what? I get one skip per film. Okay, I do too. Then no, you don't. Yes, but this no, is... dude. The room is important. It's very meaningful to me. Um, it's meaningful to a lot of people, and I just feel that it's a crime that you have not watched this. No, no. I have seen it. I can even quote it. I did not hit her, Mark. Dude, you Hi. saw. Did you see Disaster Artist? No, but I want to. Good. No, well, you can't until you see The Room. Damn it. 
And I'm not one of those, like, hipstery... Well, I'm not one of those uh, people who saw it after the fact that it got popular. I saw this back in high school when I had never heard of it and no one was talking about it. And I saw it with a group of friends and it changed my life. So, The Room. All right. Go on. All right, my number nine for you is... Why I'll be so blind to see that the ones we hurt are you and me. Been spending most of our lives living in the gangster's paradise. Been spending most of our lives living in the gangster's paradise. He's like, he's like, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. No, that's the different song. Uh, anyway. So I gave you Dangerous Minds, which is uh, a film. Have you ever seen Freedom Riders? No, dude. I know okay. it's the basically remake. the same movies. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's actually a remake, but it's it might be. I don't know. Dangerous Minds. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Is that her name? Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah. Um, she plays like a teacher who gets a job at a tough inner city uh, school with um, a lot of, uh, you know, hood kids and stuff like that. And um she you know nobody gives a damn about him and she starts giving a damn about him and she really works hard to get them to graduate and pass and stuff like that and uh i've always felt it very uh important film and it 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 shows how important educators and people who actually give a damn about kids who have messed up home lives or you know live in rough neighborhoods you know can actually amount to something if somebody is there to guide them and help them because they're lost um you know that's very close to home to me yes um so uh yeah it's it's dangerous minds uh i watched it back in i give you a lot of films that i watched a lot of 90s films honestly i think like one two three four five six seven eight eight movies out of the 14 or from 90 90s yeah. So that's Dangerous Minds. All right. Next up, I gave you another classic, and that is Monty Python and the Holy No, 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 no. Why would you give me that? No. Are you done? No. Are you done? Are you done? This, I think. All right. Monty Python, uh, funny enough, I watched this, I think, the same night that I watched The Room with my friends because we used to get together and just watch... These ridiculous films. Oh, I should have gave you Kung Pao. Enter the Fist. I've seen that, that a bunch of times. Oh, for real? Yeah. What's it about? Uh, it is a parody on Kung Fu movies. There's a cow. There is Neosporin. Um, there's a bunch of stuff in that movie. What's going on? In, like, what's like the big funny thing about it? <laughs> Wrong. It's, You've never seen it. <laughs> yes, I have. It's a parody of Kung Fu movies. Yeah, but like what, like the thing with the way they talk, like what's funny about what, it? What, the mouth's not matching up to the dub? Yes. That's it, all Asian, that's all Japanese, that's all kung fu movies. No, dude, it's not dub though, it's like a, it's a joke, it's like No, fake. I know they're doing it on purpose, but I'm just saying they're making fun of that because that's how they talk, that's how all those movies are. Alright, I'm just letting you know. You haven't seen no martial arts movies and you're going to act like you know about Kung Pao Enter the Fist. I am letting you know about Kung Pao Enter the Fist. I okay? do but like that's... Kung Pao Enter the Fist quite a bit. I actually thought of giving you that. That's funny. Yeah, that was one of the other ones I watched with my friends, but 
that's what anyway we're talking about monty python though i, I like uh, how you pretend that you had friends when you were in high school dude i am hammering at home that i had a group of friends okay no what you like what you guys watch birdemic no we well we did watch clips of it on youtube like after the fact but did you yeah we used were you sitting in there like i'm a cinema fan no i'm I wasn't. a fan of cinema no dude we were watching goofy movies we weren't watching anything cinematic what else? We watched that horrible food fight film that was an animated movie that completely failed that came out a few years ago that had all those actors like freaking Charlie Sheen and Hilary Duff. and Never heard it, of it. It was awful. But um, anyway, Monty Python, though, that's a movie that I never thought, or, you know, a grouping of films I never really thought that I would like, but I think they're quite funny. So um, Honestly, I actually am interested in this one. I've always kind of wanted to see them. Yeah, I'd be curious to see if you find it funny or stupid, because I feel like it's very hit or miss. All right, so this is your Christmas film. So if you want to watch it when it comes up, feel free. But like I said, you can save it for like December or at least when it snows. Um, And that is Batman Returns from 1992. This ain't no Christmas film. Yeah, it's it's Christmassy. This is a Batman film. Yes. It has Danny DeVito in it. (laughs) no we hate him for some reason well you gave me a danny devito film so i gave you one no i didn't <laughs> yes you did what right no i didn't i don't even think i've ever seen a danny devito film he plays the yeah, penguin I no i haven't i don't know in what batman returns oh okay <laughs> all right all right uh after that i gave you panic room from 2002 um I don't know. It's got Jared Leto, Jodie Foster, and Kristen Stewart in it. Uh, really no other reason besides it's pretty good thriller from the time. Uh, and I like it. And I don't know why. It just kind of came to my head and you hadn't seen it. So here we are. Probably I think you'll like skip it. that one. Dude, you can't probably skip all nine of these why? ones you're going to skip. I don't want to watch these. I don't either, <laughs> dude. Can we just like scrap this whole part of the show? I don't no, because do. I actually gave you good movies. No, we're scrapping it. No, I gave you good movies. We will cut right here and edit. <laughs> why do you get? Why do I give you all good movies? And now no troll movies, and you give me troll movie after troll movie. Did I didn't give you a single one of the troll films? <laughs> no, I mean like you're trolling me with these picks. The Wedding Singer. Come on, dude. dude I that's not a good like, movie. You know, I grew up watching like comedy Have you ever and seen Cable Guy. No. Damn it! Why didn't I give you that? You know, I haven't seen it, but. Dude, there's a there's don't a lot more movies. Don't you want somebody to love? Don't, don't you need somebody to love? love? But dude, you know <laughs> what, for a fact. Were you, what were you doing? I was singing. <laughs> what were you doing? Don't you need somebody to love? <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I know. Um, but no, dude. Like these are legit movies that I feel I want you to see. Um, you know I haven't seen nearly as many films as you have in the world, so it was a little more challenging for me to come up with good movies. I don't I know if you seen. know this or not, but I intentionally picked every movie with an over two-hour running time. No, <laughs> dude, are you joking? Some of them are like two and a half. Oh my god. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Some of them are long, though. You're probably not. These These all look... I'm pretty sure all of these are... I know Super Bad was an hour and 59 minutes. I'm sure all these other, like, more important films probably are, too. All right. Um, 
uh, my number eleven is Superbad. <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, sorry. it's probably one of the films that I'm like most surprised you haven't watched because it came in that like Judd Apatow era, era of like, you know, Knocked Up and 40 Year Old Virgin. Yeah, I haven't. Well, wait, no, I have seen 40 Year Old Virgin. And I didn't see Pineapple really Express and all those movies. Nope. What? I haven't seen any of those. What the hell was wrong with I you? I didn't watch that era. That's why I'm so a loser surprised. in high school? No, I just didn't like the sex comedy. What the hell were you doing in 2007? Watching, like, Adam Sandler films that came out in 2007, I guess. Like, I didn't like Will Ferrell films or freaking I Seth like Rogen. Will, I, I like Seth no, Rogen. No, Seth Rogen is great. Will Jonah Ferrell, Hill, no. like Jonah Hill was great. Have you seen mid-90s? No, dude. Damn it. I should have gave you that. What else do I... Who else do I hate? Uh, Michael Sarah, like... Oh, get Michael Sarah's fun. He just sits there and bees awkward the whole time. Like, get out of here, dude. <laughs> That's you. I did like Juno, though. You know, sucks. Does it? Yeah, it does. I should have gave you that one. Um, well, maybe we'll do a season two. All right. All right. Uh, your turn. Oops. Um, after that, I give you Overboard. Now. I'm Overboard. definitely definitely skipping that one. Overboard I ain't is a no cur- damn ram com. Over ram com. <laughs> Overboard is a Kurt Russell classic. Kurt Russell in a rom com. Yeah. Yeah, dude, and it came out, like, in 87, I believe. Dude, yeah. this looks crap. Dude, it's so good, dude. dude it is. do you even dude. watch good moves? Dude, my mom and I always watch this move. It goes back. Yes. <laughs> it's known to be loved by mom. <laughs> Your mom probably loved it, too. Does it have drugs in it? Dude. <laughs> Does it? No. Alright, no. uh, number 12 for me is uh, one that I've actually just watched for the first time uh, last year, I think. And that is No Country for Old Men. This is going to be my skip. Why? Because of the title? Sounds... Yes, I've always heard this title. I don't know, is it a western? What is no, it? dude, but it is so good, bro. It is like one of the best movies I've seen. Um, I always thought it would be a western. That's there are so many like like tense moments in it where you're on the edge of your seat it's really good don't skip that one all right okay so i wish i I should have a skip block (sighs) what does that mean it means if you go to skip something i could i have one block where i'm like no (laughs) okay well i get a block too no (laughs) all right are you gonna do this challenge or is it just gonna be i'm gonna do it okay number your turn all right 13 13, I have The Crying Game from 1992. This is a movie that I just recently learned about by doing it on Cellular Dissections with Derek. So he kind of showed it to me, and then now I'm passing it on to you, because it is one hell of a movie, and um, I think you'll appreciate it. I know you thought the title was stupid, but it's uh, it's a pretty good movie. You I'll know what? You. I've thought about it, and I think I'm going to use my skip on that one. You've... Okay, the joke's getting old, dude. What joke? It's not a joke. It's a joke. Well, dude, when you say it for every movie, man, I mean, come on. <laughs> all right. Uh, number 13 for me is probably, honestly, this is the film I think you'll like least out of all of them. Really? Yeah. Um, and it's just because it's uh, it's like a slow 70s movie, but it's it's really good. And you know what? Um, f- uh, fucking, oh, there's our F word. Um, what's his name from Maniac? Joe Spinell. Joe Spinell's in it. 
Oh, real? Okay. I knew. Yeah. I think I knew that. Yeah, yeah. He he he's plays a cool character. Um, he's in. He's actually in it quite a bit. Um, but yeah, Rocky is like awesome, dude. It, it's it's such a good movie. Um, the history behind it is really good. Uh, it's one of the best sports movies ever made. Um, definitely check it out. I think I think it's probably one that you might not like that much though, because like I think the sequels a lot. I think a lot of people. I don't know. I think it's just like because it's like so much older and it's like one of the first to do it. Yeah. I think people just kind of are underwhelmed by it, but like your generation, but it really is a classic. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I feel like everyone in the world has seen the film besides me, so I am curious as to how I'll feel. But all right, number fourteen. Uh, for me, I picked yet another one that uh, Derek introduced me to, and that was Blood Simple. It's the first episode we did on uh, our podcast, and um, it's a Coen Brothers film who also did The Big Lebowski. And it's a very good crime thriller film from 1984. It was featured on America, or 100 Scariest Movie Moments, actually. So it's got some, not scariness, but, you know, it's a pretty dark film in some aspects so i I think you'll appreciate it okay sounds good so okay uh the last one i gave you is an all-time favorite of mine i was i wanted to throw a war film in there since i didn't have one um because i did i I tried to go with a sports movie uh two of them actually uh a war movie um sort of like a modern day western-esque style but it's not a western at all and no country for old men got a superhero movie in there a straight up teen sex comedy with super bad uh, a couple of kids films babe and the never-ending story got action movie speed uh got some comedies with dazed and confused and and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead i really gave it a mix of everything um so yes yes i did that too um, but the war film was Platoon, uh, which is a uh, great movie. Char- Charlie Sheen's in it. I think uh, Tony Todd's in it too. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's random. Yeah. Um, or is it Keith David? <laughs> or is it David Keith? Who's David Keith? The other, the, that actor from uh, Firestarter. I've never seen Firestarter. Yeah, but there's a Keith David and a David Keith. Did they ever work together? They have not. There was a meme going around a while back that was like, what if Keith David and David Keith starred in a movie where Keith David played David Keith? Those are hard to say names. And the world would explode or something like that. Yeah, so it has Keith David, Forrest Whitaker, Kevin Dillon, um... It has Johnny Depp. Um, it has William Defoe in there. Um, it has Tony Todd. So Tony Todd is in there. Yeah. Um, and like I said, Charlie Sheen is in there. Tony Todd. Like there's there's a handful of um, actors in there. So yeah, that's Platoon. So that's it. That's our challenge there. Um, we have, uh, I now have a randomizer up, uh, one to two coin flip here. Heads or tails. Uh, you call it. We'll see who goes first. All right. Call it. I call it now? Yep. Heads. And you are correct. So you either get to pick to go first or second. 
I'll go first. You'll go first? Yeah. All right, so uh, I'm going to randomize your title. Right. You ready? Yes. All right. It is Speed. Oh, God! <laughs> That's a good first one. No! I don't like action movies. All right, well, too bad. So uh, in around two weeks' time, you will watch Speed. All right. Um, so yeah, we record this one. It comes out this week. Then we record this week. comes out next week. All right, so it'll be the three episodes from now. All right. All right, Sounds so good. that's that. We did it. We did. I like it. I think it's going to be fun. Me too. I'm excited. I might just watch Speed for the hell of it. <laughs> All right, go right ahead, and then we can talk about it. All right, go ahead. I, yeah, I mean, I might do it, actually. All right. All right. Cool. So I guess now we will get into what we have watched. All right. Do you, you want, want me to go first? Or me do you to go want first? Me to go first? Yeah, I, I'll go first. I legit have watched two movies. <laughs> really? Besides... Uh, uh, yeah, not counting the Back to the Future films. Okay, so, so we'll do those together. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, well, I, to be fair, I was like kind of putting a few like 2002, 2004 movies on again, and I didn't really count those as watches, though, because I just watched them, but I was trying to refresh by my memory. But mm. uh, So the two new ones I watched um, were actually two that I got at Dollar Tree, and first up is Incident in a Ghostland. Um, yeah, I saw this one. When did this come out? Last year? The the year before, 2018, I believe. And um, thought it was really good. Like I said, found it at Dollar Tree. Was pretty excited on DVD. And uh, watched it for no other reason than to just watch some movies in my collection. And uh, yeah, this is a very, very good movie. You know, about two girls and their mom they inherit this uh old house in the middle of nowhere and are attacked by um this uh mentally challenged guy and this strange woman that's with him and um then you kind of skip ahead several years and you have the one daughter she uh, is living a life as a successful writer and then she goes back to the house that this happened at and uh stuff spirals spirals from there um the movie has a pretty you know dark twist thing in it that uh, was like holy crap the first time I saw it and uh, this time around uh, I enjoyed it just as much I think I actually enjoyed it probably a little bit more even this time around um, good movie I, it might have made my top 10 back then if I had given it a second watch um, but of course there was a lot of good movies in 2018 so it's hard to say but give it an 8.5 um, it's pretty brutal and depressing and dark and you feel super bad for these girls so um great acting uh great film so uh and it's kind of like hp lovecraftian inspired i guess you can say uh but whatever then after that i checked out the belco experiment i believe this also came out in 2018 but i did not either that or 2017 i forget but i didn't see it back then it was one of the ones i kind of missed out on i think it came out like closer to the beginning of the year one of those years and uh, I just didn't get to it by the end of the year because there was so much else I had to watch and of course this is about um, a group of 80 employees at this office and they're just working doing their thing and all of a sudden this voice comes over the intercom and basically tells them that they have to uh, 
kill, I believe, two people at first, or else um, there will be consequences, and the whole place gets kind of locked up, and they're all trying to figure out if it's a joke, or what the heck is going on, and figure out how to get out of there. So, I really enjoyed this one, too. Um, great film, has a lot of good bloody scenes to it. Um, it's kind of a downer, honestly. It's, like, uh, very panicky, it seems like. You know, what would you do if you're in this situation? There's a lot of people in the building. Like I said, there's like 80 people and uh, they're confused and trying to get out of there. And then you have people start turning on each other and uh, people start kind of teaming up and just kind of mass chaos. And like I said, it's surprisingly pretty bloody in parts and pretty dark in moments. But it also has like those beats of dark comedy in it as well. But it's not too over the top with the comedy, which I liked. So, um... Yeah, Belka Experiment. I gave that an 8 out of 10. And, um... So that is... That is all I watched, like I said, besides uh, the three Back to the Future films, which we watched together. So, what else have you watched? Alright, so, um... Let's see. Did I talk about the Epstein thing? Mm, No, you did not. I think you said that was what you were saving for this pod. So, no. So I didn't, I, I didn't, that I left off on that one last time. You, yeah, the last thing you had talked about was, uh, Scream Queen, which we did on Netflix and Chill and Silent Night, Deadly Night 5. Which, by the way, that episode is out now if you want to check it out. Scream Queen, um, episode in Netflix and Chill. Definitely give it, I think it's probably one of our best Netflix and Chill episodes. I would agree. Yeah, that was a fun one. All right, so uh, Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich here. Um, this was a Netflix miniseries. It was four parts, and it basically is a documentary about Jeffrey Epstein and his constant abuse and rape of women, uh, underage women for the most part. Um, he basically uh, lured you know, teenagers, usually from like broken homes or with family issues or whatever into his mansion in Palm Island, Florida, and basically, uh, you know, coerced or forced or whatever them into performing sexual acts on him and, and raped girls. Absolutely horrible. He got away with it for probably decades. Um, I think the first survivors speak, uh, happened in like 96, um, when, uh, a girl, started working for him as like an assistant or a painter or something. And he would, um, molest her. And then he got her younger, like 14 year old sister too. Um, pretty awful, despicable stuff. Uh, I will say this, um, the survivors seem to have, uh, a lot of them seem to have healed, um, fairly decently given the circumstances, you know, I, I wouldn't say that they're, healed but you know they've they're doing well with it from the surface at least it seems and um i wish them the best because i mean it's horrible like this guy completely like ruined a lot of lives um but he was a billionaire you know he had like mad money you know and just paid police and and different people like pretty much nobody could touch him for the longest time and then eventually they caught up to him and he was uh, going to trial for some major charges 
and he was found dead in his cell and it was ruled a suicide which absolutely was not i'm like a thousand percent sure just there's no way that that guy strangled himself to death um eight out of ten uh pretty good a little bit repetitive and you know just it's just a lot of rape stories you know yeah kind of gets a little old um after that (laughs) i had to like last minute prep for the summer series um i watched old boy which is a park chan wook film um from the country of south korea uh it follows a man who is mixed up in some um type of stuff and he basically gets imprisoned in a hotel room um for i think 15 years um and basically they you know feed him it's like basically a jail but it's like a locked off hotel room and he's there for 15 years or so and he finally gets out and he's trying to track down and figure out who did it to him and he basically uh you know it's violent there's a scene um where he's like fighting like 30 dudes in a corridor with a hammer and it's pretty cool Ice. yeah a uh, very interesting film and the ending um is pretty crazy pretty crazy ending um that is old boy i gave it a nine out of ten could probably honestly go higher it's a really good movie um then we have uh the so the then i watched all these in one night and i almost offed myself as i told you <laughs> Yes, correct. I, could, I, I it was like a horrible decision to put these off for that long, because I just became complete, m- completely miserable. Jay, um, even though the movies were all great, it was just like I had a bad headache and it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I started the night off with at midnight with Tale of Two Sisters, um, which is a, a South Korean um, film about a sister who gets out of a mental hospital. And comes home to her family and her, she believes that her stepmother is abusing her sister. Um, and it kind of has some like ghostly type things to it. Uh, really good movie. Gave it an 8 out of 10. I could probably go 8.5. Uh, then right after that I watched Juwon the Grudge. And I like this a lot more than I did the last time that I watched it. It is a movie that for whatever reason it didn't work quite for me the first time I seen it. And one of the main reasons is because, um, one of the early scare scenes involves like a little boy and he's painted like gray basically, but on his stomach and he's shirtless. So you see his whole torso. Um, you could see like his flesh tone shining through the paint, which instantly takes me out of the movie because I'm like, okay, he's not, he's supposed to be gray skin, but you can see that it's just paint over top of, you know, skin Mm. and it just instantly makes me look at it like just a little kid acting and it completely takes me out of the film uh i kind of got over that little gripe this time there are some scary moments in it primarily takes place in the daylight uh have you ever seen this film no i've only i've never seen well besides like kayako versus sadako or vice versa Mm. um I've never seen any of the Japanese grudge films. So well, I think this I is the to. one that the original or the American remake is based on, but I think yeah. this is like the third grudge film. Yeah. yeah um, it's the first one called the grudge, but it's like the third Juwan film. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, pretty, you know, it's I, I respect it a lot more now. And it has a, it, the, whenever you do watch it, if you ever see it, you really have to pay attention because the narrative is all over the place. It's told non-chronologically. Um, so the stories like come out of order and are, you know, kind of weird. Um, but yeah, that is Juan. I gave it a seven and a half. Pretty good rating. Mm. Uh, then we have Switchblade Raman- Romance, aka High Tension, uh, which is probably my third in the my third favorite in the uh, new wave of French extreme films, the Fab Five, if you will. And it follows a young woman who is visiting her friend on holiday from school. Or, I think they're in school. And she uh, awakens to a killer entering the home and murdering the girl's family. And she's trying to save her. Uh, she also, it has like a lot to do with like sexual repression. And I would consider this a LGBTQ horror film, uh, which is pretty cool. I've was thinking about that after we watched scream queen, you know, cause that one's, yeah. you know, for Freddie too is, uh, pretty gay. So I was thinking of like other films that are LGBTQ films, and this is one of the first ones I thought of. Yes, and by the way, nobody thinks you're cool because you say Switchblade Romance. Every, first of all, everybody thinks I'm cool for saying Switchblade Romance. Second of all, it's the better title. It's the better title. Uh, I don't know, dude. High Tension just sounds scarier to me. It's like High Tension. Well, High Tension is a great title as well because it fits the film. Yeah. Um, but Switchblade Romance fits the film on a deeper level. I suppose. It's cinema, buddy. It's cinema. You wouldn't understand. Shut up, dude. Um, it, well, Duncan actually told me that they, that's what it's called in the UK. Switchblade Whatever. Romance. Whatever. No, that's wrong. <laughs> uh, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Uh, I love this movie. It's It needs a Blu-ray release, or if it has one, it needs a re-release. Oh, and by the way, so those... I watched all three of those in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, going into my fourth film here, uh, we have identity, which is a, honestly, it's a pretty good movie. Um, it, I, it was probably like the underdog of the 10 that we picked, but it stars John Cusack, Rebecca De Mornay's in it. It has, um, tons of, uh, actors, uh, Claude Vall is in it. Um, uh, Jake Busey's in it. But it follows, um, it's basically, it's, have you ever read 10 Little Indians by Agatha Christie? No. Me neither. But it's basically that. Have you ever seen The Outsiders? Yes. Oh, I was about to say, I would have been so mad if I didn't give you The Outsiders. It's been a long time though. I don't remember at the time. Okay. I saw it back in like middle school. Um, I don't know why I just thought of that, but, uh, oh, because it's based on a novel. Um, so Agatha Christie, um, 10 little Indians, basically I, I have never read it, but I've seen a couple movies that are inspired or based on that. And it follows like 10 people or a group of people who all end up at this motel together. And there's like a killer picking them off. They're trying to figure out who it is. Like there's a prisoner, like there's like, there's somebody who's like being transported to jail. So they all think it's him. And then they think it's somebody else. And then they're not sure because this person was lying and it's pretty cool movie. Uh, I think that like one of the coolest aspects of it is that it's set at this motel, like reminds you of like some Bates motel type thing, like out in the middle of nowhere on a desert road with it. And it's raining and thundering and it's, it's pretty cool. I I dig it. I actually really dig it. I want to pick this film up. I don't own it, but it, it, it's 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 a pretty fun one I, I really enjoy it i've only seen it twice and i've seen it twice in the last like two years nice 
uh, and then the final film that I watched of the night was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So five films. I almost died watching all five of those starting at midnight. Um, 2003. I absolutely love it, dude. It, it is one of like the best remakes to me. You have this great sort of um, retailing of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, with different types of visuals and characters, but still grounded in the same story, uh, more or less. And I think that they really updated it well. Like, I like the relationship between Kemper and um, Jessica Biel's character. I like, uh, what the hell's his name? Jonathan Tucker, the the dude with the um, curly hair and the glasses. Uh, I like the the Pepper and the blonde dude. Uh, I like Arlie Army. He, it's the Arlie Army show, man. And you know, people say like, "Oh, there's not a mu- enough Leatherface in it," but realistically, there Leatherface is, has always been like a secondary character. The most screen time he gets is in part two. Mm-hmm. And that's because he has like a romance thing blooming with the stretch. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's like Arlie army fits perfect in that world. Like I love some of the lines that he gives, like, like he's just a disgusting, despicable person, right? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> he's like, Oh, that dead body's a little wet down there between the legs. What you boys been doing to this dead body? Huh? <laughs> oh dude he's like when i was a you know young deputy i used to love wrapping me up these young honeys he's like you little cop a little fill every once in a while and i'm like oh my god this guy yeah. is horrible and then he's like the girl's like I-, I don't know if we should just and he's like missy if you don't think i got a respect for the dead you're surely mistaken and then he looks over <laughs> and he's like hey get that goddamn dirty stinking body out the back of my seat of my car put it in the trunk <laughs> Dude, I mean, he just has line after line after line. It's it's so good. And they're good lines. They're good lines. Plus, there's, like, some stuff that really bothers me, like when dude's being drugged down to the basement when his legs cut off and his fingers drag against the concrete and break his nails. It's just gross. Mm. Great. Yeah. I, I just love it, dude. It, it is a great... I, I think it's a great movie. I think it's underloved. 10 out I, of 10. I like it, too. Uh, and then uh, I watched Puppet Master 1 last night um, from night. I got the box set in the, uh, I think, 10 film box set or 11 film box set. Uh, and I popped in the first one. I, you know, I, I got I going to watch I was going to watch part three because it's 91 film. And it's also the best Puppet Master um, besides the newest one. That's not part of the full moon series. The Littlest Reich. Um, but part three is the best of the original full moon run. And I was going to just pop that one in, but I was like, you know what? These movies are pretty short. I just got this brand new box set. Let me, let me watch the first three. So I popped in part one and damn, that movie is boring as hell. <laughs> like it really yeah. is, dude. It's like the one that started it all. It's like the classic puppet master, but it's, it's, it's the worst one out of the first three. Um, it just is like doll and it, like the opening's cool doll 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 until like a kill and then you know with like a half hour left it it's entertaining because there's a couple of kills you got the leech woman kill and stuff like that and blade and and all those um but damn is it doll up until then Mm. 
so I honestly it's like at a five or five and a half like it's it's a basic movie but I love the stuff that happens at the end it's good but before that it is really dull um then I watched Puppet Master 2 that one was from 89 I think Puppet Master 2 is from 90 and uh Puppet Master 2 uh is a little bit more of an improvement on the first one still has some dull moments uh there's a it's the plot is ridiculous and Andre Toulon does not seem like the same person from the first film at all. I don't know what the hell they were thinking making him like this mad scientist guy because he was like a frail old dude played by William Hickey in the first film where he's like kind of, you know, um, you get this sense. You don't know much about him, but since he's running from Nazis, you get the sense that he's probably not a horrible guy. And uh, part two, he's just a douchebag. But you get Torch like, absolutely roast a kid and it's great like torch just murders a young kid with fire (laughs) and it's awesome um so uh i give that one like a six and a half probably maybe six i don't know it's i I have to look at my old ratings see if i line up with them but yeah that's all i watch besides the back to the future trilogy all right so yes we watch the back to the future moves yeah, we watched all three of them on the big screen. I am a massive fan of this trilogy. I've seen the first one. How many times would you say that I've seen it? I don't really know because I don't know. I don't know. A hundred. Well, no, I'm just asking you based on like. Your love for it? Or I feel like I, I might have been annoying you while watching it. Yeah, I would say you've probably seen it like more times. <laughs> than to count because you knew every line from the movie. <laughs> so, yes, I would say you're a pretty big fan. Yeah. I, on the other hand, had only seen these movies once before, and the funny thing is, it was in another marathon-type setting where my friend Mallory is actually a huge fan of the films, and uh, probably in 2000, I don't even remember, but back in high school, she invited me over, and we went into her basement and watched all three of them back-to-back. So, uh, this is my second time watching them all, and, uh, again, it was watching them all in marathon format. But they're good movies to marathon, since they are pretty much back-to-back in their storytelling. Yeah, it's, uh, one of those titles that, uh, just, it's funny, uh, was it the second one or the first one? I noticed something new that I had never seen before. It was the second one. Yeah. Um... In the first one, obviously, it's just perfect. It's like a perfect movie. I, I love it so much. Michael J. Fox is awesome. I love Doc Brown. He's damn hilarious throughout the entire trilogy. Um, the stuff with the mother is so awkward and it's fun. I love the fifth 50s setting and aesthetic. Um, I love the fish out of water narrative. It is a fantastic movie. 10 out of 10 on that first one. Um, and then the second one, Back to the Future two the thing that i noticed that i never noticed before is um when michael j fox like screws up gets gives biff the sports almanac goes back in time to 85 and it's like now biff co first of all biff reminds me of donald trump a little bit which i never noticed before it's kind of funny um and then he takes the matches from biff um and that's kind of how his like calling card later in the film where he sees like okay things have went back to normal because i have these matches that say biff you know 
company or whatever, but if they go back to blank or something else, then they won't be, um, you know, then I fix the future. But, uh, when he, the original 85, he, when, when he's sees Biff as an old man, Biff says that he just started a new car detailing thing and he offers Marty these matchbooks. And it, like, I never noticed, but when he does fix everything, it goes from like Biff company to uh, Biff's like detailing. So it went back to normal. And I just, I never noticed that as long as I've watched it. And there's stuff that I always notice that I never see, never seen before. And that's, what's really cool about the back to the future series. There's so many little things in there. Uh, back to the future two, um, is it probably my favorite one, but I just like it cause it has a mix of everything. Like it has the future and then the present and then the past. And it's just, I like where they're like, I like the story in it, but it's probably not as good. Um, and then back to the future three, I think is really underrated. It's definitely a lot slower. Um, there's less fun stuff happening because it's, you know, horses and stuff like that trains, but I don't know. I like the old West setting. Um, my favorite scene in the third one is when doc is like heartbroken and he goes into the bar and he's like, you know, give me a whiskey. And he's like, leave the bottle and he's leaves the bottle. And then like some time goes by and like Marty wakes up and then it flashes back into the bar and doc is talking about the future. And they're like, how much has he had? And the bartender's like, none. That's his first one. He hasn't touched it yet. Oh, he's like, he's just been holding that cup for like an hour. Right, yeah, he's like, he's just been holding it. Yeah, um, I don't, like, I feel like, honestly, the movies are all pretty much on par with each other. Um, I would say my personal enjoyment is in order. I think the first one is my favorite. I just enjoy that story of him going back to his parents' time and trying to, like, make sure they get together. I, I, I just enjoy that concept. I thought it was cool and you know, the whole 50s setting was dope. Uh, part two, I liked. It was fun, but um, I didn't like the story as much as part one. And then part three, of course, you know how I feel about the period pieces. So um, it wasn't my favorite. Like you said, definitely a little Well, technically slower. part one is a period piece. Oh, well, I guess. The, yeah, true. But I mean, like period pieces and like the old, 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 old. When I think of a period piece, I think of the 1800s. That's not... Like, I never think of, oh, if this movie's set in the 80s, that's a period piece. Because in my head, a period piece is like the olden days where I can't really relate to anything. But I know that's not what I know that's not what that means, obviously. But in my yeah. head, that's what I picture. But yeah, part three, um, I think it's a little bit slower. But I think filmmaking wise and acting wise, it's pretty much the same film. You know, all three of these movies are basically the same. They have the same like running they have legit scenes that are exactly the same in each one, like Marty running away scenes or the whole manure scene with the uh, Biff character. Yeah, um, in all three of them. Yeah, so it's, but it happens like in a different time period in all three of them, so it's kind of funny. But yeah, I enjoyed these movies more than I thought I did. You know, the first time I watched them, I appreciated them. Thought like, okay, I could see why people like these, but uh, I, I feel like I liked them a lot more this time around. So I had yeah. a fun time with this marathon. Yeah, uh, I give it 10, 9.5, and then 9. Um, I'm basically, like, right behind. I give first one 9, then 8.5, then 8. Yeah, Austin is tripping for not liking those movies. 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think he only watched that first one, but and gave up. It's <laughs> a shame. Uh, anyway, so that is the Back to the Future films. Um, and yeah, so with that said, let's uh, move into our featured review. Yes, let's. Which is on a movie called Outback from 2019. Um, based on an urban legend, whatever. Which I thought was kind of weird, but... Um, yeah, so Outback, basically, uh, on IMDb here, it says, Down under for an adventure-filled vacation, a young American couple quickly find themselves stranded in the unforgiving Australian Outback. So, yes, you have this young couple. Um, I believe they're, like, high school sweethearts. They've been together for a long time, and they are on a flight at the beginning and they're taking a trip to Australia just to a little vacation getaway and um you know they have some tension because uh the boyfriend wants to further the relationship and kind of start a family with her and kind of drops out on her at the beginning of the film so right off the bat there's like this tension because she's not really feeling it and uh you know they go to Australia they're kind of exploring the beaches and stuff like that and uh they're like, oh, well, we could see this anywhere. We should explore the actual outback. That's what Australia is known for. So they tr- take a trip into the deserted outback of Australia and wind up uh, stranded. And uh, it becomes a survival film of sorts. So that is the move. What did you think of the movie? <laughs> so the director here, Mike Green. Um, he worked on the film, the Snowtown murders, which is based on a true story, um, in Australia, kind of a disturbing movie. Um, and he worked as like miscellaneous crew. So he kind of started on the ground. These, he did a bunch of short films and then, uh, this is his feature debut. Um, and his co-writer, Brian Kelly, uh, was a guy who didn't do damn nothing (laughs) uh except for he wrote some shorts so yeah uh outback so first of all you have this american couple they're american right yeah they came from america and they make them just seem dumb right just just super like not taking any not taking it serious not taking the outback and the different area seriously mm-hmm. you know not taking not being fearful of it really um and yeah basically they they go to, sorry excuse me geez. they go to the outback and they uh, essentially get lost they're they're uh i forget what they, they get lost the gps is telling them the wrong stuff they get out of the car and decide to walk up like a hill to see if they can see anything close Mm-hmm. Uh, but it gets dark by the time they do that, and then they lose their car. And uh-huh. then, uh, does the girl get bit by a scorpion or something? Something happens to her. Yeah, yeah, it's like the second time they fall asleep, I think she gets bitten, and then she's passed out, and you think she's, like, dead for a minute there. Yeah, I thought she was definitely dead. Um, yeah. And then they separate. And they're kind of on their own struggling to survive. The survival aspect of this film is nil. There is none. It's just, Uh it's just them 
basically dying the entire time. Um, and I, I see a lot of the things that I were reading was, was reading, were reading, were reading, was reading, was reading, <laughs> was uh, reading. The, a lot of things that I was reading was stuff where people said like, Oh my God, dumbest characters ever. Stupid characters. I actually didn't feel that way for the most part. Like the stuff that happened to them, you hear about it all the time. Like, Oh, like we thought we were fine and we just like walked away and then we got lost. You know what I mean? Uh, I disagree. I thought they were dumb as hell the entire film. Like what, what part Start bothered you? <laughs> well, the whole, I mean, you know, they're going out in the outback to the middle of nowhere for one thing. The GPS is like taking them in circles because I don't understand that. I guess it was rerouting and it was an unknown area. So the dude just keeps on driving and driving for what seems like forever because the girl falls asleep and it's like you're gonna run out of gas eventually you're in the middle of nowhere you're clearly lost because the gps doesn't mm -hmm. recognize the area so you probably should have just gave up and went back and then just getting out of the car and walking he's like let's just walk up this hill well the hill's like 10 takes three days to walk to apparently and they walk <laughs> and it's getting it's like pitch blackout and she's like it's getting dark i think we should go back and he's like blah, 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 we're almost there then they get there there's nothing there. And then he's like, okay, now we can turn around. And then it's like, obviously it took them forever to get there. It's already nighttime. And now they're choosing to turn around. And they've walked so far away that the car... Well, I mean, like, they're probably walking in a straight line. So why did... What way did they go to where they lost the car, for one thing? Well, it, if you've ever walked in a straight line, like, in the woods, um, there's actually a study that says that people can't walk straight. Um, like if you're in the woods or like in like terrain, there's studies that say that unless you're actively like looking, okay, I'm going to walk to that line over there. If you're just walking, human nature suggests that you will not walk in a straight line because you will go left around a rock and then you won't remember to go back right again and you know, stuff like that. And it just basically puts you off course. Like nobody really walks in straight lines. All right. Well, um, I'm just... Uh, like, okay, I don't ha I have a little bit of a problem with them not just going back, but at the same time, I don't think that the character ever actually thought they were in danger. Like, I think that, you know, a lot of people would be like, oh, you know, like, I don't want to like screw myself, especially knowing that I'm in a horror movie about or in a movie about survival. But these people didn't think that that was happening to them. They just thought that they were going down this road or whatever i yeah i would have been i think most people would be more cautious but i you hear it all the time about people getting screwed over because they just didn't think they were in danger in survival situations i so, don't know dude I, I so just feel I'm like... not, i don't have a huge problem with them like i could see that car like obviously you're watching a movie so you're going to be more critical of like don't do that you're gonna that's how you end up in this situation but in the moment, like, I could see just be, like, you're just on a road and you're like, okay, I just turn around anytime and go back. But, like, you know, I don't, you know, I, I don't think that they, the guy thought he was ever in danger. And it's dumb of the character, but I think that that's common in American tourists. They just think they're fine. I guess. I also um, just didn't like these two characters. I didn't believe them. Like, well, I, I didn't believe the they were was really rough. Yeah, I thought the girl sucked. For this type of movie. The girl was the the bad one. For uh -huh. this type of movie, you need a little bit stronger acting. Like, this would be fine in a slasher film or something yeah. like that. But th this serious type of movie, you need better actors. Uh, now, the thing that bothered me mostly 
was the and in this will absolutely if I'm watching a survival movie and you don't um deal with this right away how many days pass three or four five five okay you are not surviving for five days with no water period mm-hmm. I don't care what the hell you drink if you drink your pee or not you will not survive five days in the blistering Australian outback without water. So like, and it's easy to fix that. Just give them more water to start. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, cause they, they run out of water on the first day, give them like a jug of water in the car and halfway through they take the water, you know, don't like plan it to where it's like they go two or three days without water and then they're about to die. Once it's five, I call bull crap because you're not surviving five days without water. You're just not. Yeah. That was a major problem I had. And like throughout the movie, you got the girl, especially she's like licking plants and stuff. And I'm like, that's not your, that's not getting you anything, darling. And then I also find it funny. It's like, okay, five days have passed, but I feel like after the first hour of walking, they're already acting like they're five days. Yeah. They're all, they're acting delirious. She's like, Oh, we have to rest. And then she starts saying dramatic stuff. Like if we make it out of here, will you still marry me? And it's like, dude, you've been, out here for like 10 minutes like what are you like i mean it's just funny. I, I get it a little bit because like as someone who's a big fan of survival shows and survival movies um and survival theories in general it, like that that particular area they're in the heat is so powerful that it just sucks all moisture out of you and and if you're walking and exerting yourself like there's no way like they w- might be dead on the third day with no water you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so I get that where you feel like you're dying after a day, you know what I mean? Because you had no water, but, um, I think that it was sloppy as hell. Like it really doesn't feel like it was thought out that well. One thing that I think was probably the most interesting was when he got back to the car and he found out it was dead. Mm-hmm. The first thing I thought of was, I wonder if you could drink the windshield wiper fluid. That's literally before he got out of, you know, out there or anything. I mm. wondered that. And I was thinking, like, is it just water? And I was like, no, there's chemicals in it. You definitely can't drink that. And I, yeah. I don't know what's in it. And I don't know that you can or can't drink it. But this movie says that you probably can't because he gets sick. <laughs> but yeah. the drinking, you're, like, literally toxic as fuck. Oops. That's a sick enough word. I failed. Yes. I'm a failure. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's okay. But I know um, what you're going to say, the the urine. Yes, you can't do that. What the hell is wrong with you? You like, can it's... do that one time and then that's it. Because after that, it becomes toxic. I saw this on Survivor Man. He did it once and he said, you can only get away with drinking your own pee once. But after that, it's just okay. becomes That's not acid. what he said. Yes, he said is. that you can do it once if you're not already dehydrated. Once you start becoming dehydrated, it's only toxins you're drinking. You know what I mean? It's like if like if I right now, if I went and peed in a cup, I could drink it and I will get hydrated from it a little bit. Okay. Because I'm hydrated because I'm I'm actually have flowing water going through me constantly because I'm hydrated. Once you're dehydrated, you do not want to drink your pee. Yes, so you can only drink it once, as I said. Yeah, but not once when they're, like, at the end of the first day. 
like once like before they're well i mean they drank water on the first day so yeah but i mean like, even after their any long period of time after they've exhausted their water supply you don't want to be drinking your pee really okay yeah the point is this guy's drinking it like gatorade Right, so it's, and it's so yellow and disgusting. And not only is he drinking his pee, he's drinking his like windshield wiper pee, which I'm sure is even worse. And he <laughs> then, then he gives like, it to his girlfriend to survive. I know he's on. like, I got you some water. Like, no, just might you might as well have her pee and drink that. Like, yes, what the? I'm not the, gonna drink your pee. Like, honestly, the like them getting stuck there stupidly was like one of the least problems I had with the entire movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is a good movie. I don't either. I think it's horrible. I, uh, like, I had a problem with them getting stuck there, but I had more of a problem with the survival. And then it just seems like the dude, you know, he kind of runs off on his own, and then you just have the girl. I feel like she just sits there for, like, three days and is just sitting there, like, licking rocks and not even trying anymore. And it's just... It's just ridiculously, like, don't deserve to live by the end. It was one of those movies where I'm like, uh, if you guys would die out here, it serves you right. I don't care. The film just feels a little bit like they essentially don't really know much about survival and didn't really in, didn't really like look into it. It's boring too. Like I was falling asleep practically watch. I'm not really falling asleep, but I was really tired after watching it because all you're doing is pretty much walking, watching them walk around weekly and. It's like, okay, the setting's cool. You get some good shots of the desert, but it's just the desert and there's not enough going on besides them roaming around drinking pee to like keep me captivated. And it made the movie feel like it went on longer than it did, which it's only an hour and 26 minutes and it felt like two hours because there's not enough substance going for it. Mm-hmm. So. All right, so uh, what do you think we should look at some which i totally forgot but we got some reviews here on letterboxd that we'll get to in a moment but yeah dude i don't know i just i i nothing rubs me the wrong way like a survival film that it just feels like the person doesn't really know anything about survival Mm -hmm. because yeah and yeah because it just becomes another generic film at that point yeah yeah i agree um i don't even know if this is on letterbox yet um i think i think i logged it oh wait yep i found it yeah okay so um let's see here none of our friends have watched it yet Mm -hmm. so let's go with this woman's whole arc is that she finally will drink pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Um, looking for more subset. Okay, let's go with Goth Girl ninety three. Okay. Goth Girl ninety three looks kind of hot. Mm, I doubt it. <laughs> um, Goth Girl ninety three is her favorite movies are The Craft, Pulp Fiction, Scream, and Midsommar. Oh, cool. And she's watched Becky Blocker's Velocipaster and Outback recently. Interesting. I shall follow you. No, you shall not. <laughs> um, okay, so we got two of the stupidest human beings and the most irritating couple I've ever seen on film. I don't think they did a single thing right the whole film. <laughs> 
the film was made and shot beautifully, but if I'm not emotionally interested in the characters and their acts, the movie is less enjoyable. Two out of five for Goth Girl 93. Um, okay, this one is pretty much the only positive review that I'm seeing here, and it's three and a half stars. Mm. Um, primarily, it seems like the film is getting, you know, under under three stars. Uh, okay, so let's see here. This review is by Richard Bellamy. And Richard Bellamy is from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. His favorite films are Lawrence of Arabia, The Searchers, Ben-Hur, and The Tree of Life. And he's recently watched The Five Bloods, in which he gave it two and a half stars, Frozen 2, Minions, and Outback. So uh, not really a horror fan, per se, but this isn't really a horror movie, per se. Um, But Richard Bellamy says, The raw survival tale is based on the urban legend don't know what the hell the urban legend is, but the two young people who <laughs> venture into Australian Outback make some pretty stupid mistakes. You don't go trapezing off into the bush to a ridge to see where you are. Fuck that. Damn it. He screwed me. He made me say the second F word. Hey, that doesn't count if you're just reading off something. Yeah. Stay with the car on the dirt road. The road goes somewhere. The bush is full of scorpions and snakes, dude. (laughs) Well made and gripping. What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) What? Uh, What happened uh, This guy gave it a two star. He says, if if you go off the road, you're in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) This movie was piss poor with capital P. Yeah. These are funny. There's some funny ones on here. Why can't I be funny when I say stuff? Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, why can't you be funny? I don't okay, know why so let's can't... get into our ratings. This 86 minute disaster. All right. You want me to go first? Yes. All right. Um. Yeah, it's not that good. The only thing I can really give it is it's like shots decently. It's got beautiful sets and whatnot. Um, this almost feels like kind of high for it now that i talk about it but i gave it a four out of ten uh i'm actually right there with you i also gave it a four out of ten i just don't think it did it i mean honestly here's the thing i wasn't like annoyed or uninterested mm. like I, I i guess i was a little annoyed but i wasn't like oh i can't wait this for this to be over i want to turn it off like i was into the whole movie i just thought it was dumb yeah, I feel like I liked it less than you. <laughs> um, I was pr- I pa- half like I was with it at the beginning, and then halfway through, I was like ready for it to just end, and I kind of predicted how it would end too. So, and also, yeah, what's with like based on an urban legend? What urban legend is this based on? The urban legend of going off into the desert and getting lost, like probably, I guess. Because at right. first I thought it said it was based on a true story, and at that point I was going to be like, oh, I guess I can't hate this movie too much, and then I realized, no, that's not what it is. But that is my final thought. All right, so uh, with that said, let's go ahead and get out of here. We will see you guys next week. Um, there is a new movie coming out called Follows. I kind of want to see if I can see it. Um, mm-hmm. Also in the pipeline, um, Ghosts of War is. I should be getting a screener for that soon. There was a couple other screener solicitations out there, so maybe we'll do some of those. I kind of wanted to see the King of Staten Island too, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's like 20 bucks to rent right now. I was hoping it would go to the drive-in, which it was supposed to, but it got pulled because Universal are cunts and they don't want to support theaters anymore for some reason. Uh, but that's the story for another day. I will see you next time. I'm JP. That is Carly. And we are out. Peace.